Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the OG Gold Standard Podcast. It is Thursday, so that means me, Rob Stats Guerrero, and the human wet blanket, Levin Black. What's up, Levin? Are you all warmed up? You had your nice four-hour warm-up on ESPN Radio, no? That was your opening show. Now it's for the real thing, you know, the more important one here, right? First of all, it was two hours. It was Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. And uh, this is the more important one. Let's be honest. It's the 49ers one. It's the more more important one always. Well, let's put it a different way. It's not more important necessarily, but it's closer to your heart. Well, that's true. Um, please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. We always say if you leave a review, we will read it on the show, which brings me to this one from Hambones LNVF. I don't know what that means, but whatever. The Goats of Niners Podcasting, five stars. Thank you very much. From offseason to postseason, I don't know what I would do without this group. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. And also, I think I have another one, uh, Anonymous Rex says anonymous rex rex says great podcast five stars i needed something to fall back on when better rivals ended and i really enjoyed the variety of contributors brought together through this collaboration but my greatest wish is that you bring back oscar aparicio regularly his episode is this week with stats was exceptional also kudos to michelle and vish my two favorite co-hosts you were not mentioned in that did you notice that I was mentioned in a uh, review that you read on your uh, Gold Diggers episode. Yeah, someone out there doesn't like how you say Nick Bosa's <laughs> last name. I know they've commented it on uh, our episodes a couple times, but uh, it, well, 
I was going to say something that was very not PC there, and I caught myself. Eleven has no. First of all, he has no intention of changing, and second of all, even if he did, he wouldn't be able to because he doesn't do last names. Okay, the cornerback that used to play in San Francisco that was always hurt, even though he was really good when he was healthy, is Jason. <laughs> I say Verrett, but it's Verrett. <laughs> yes. Who cares what you say? <laughs> well, that's because that's how then like. It's ingrained in my head. That's how it's pronounced. That's what I mean. He doesn't change. He decides how it is said, and then he will continue with that pronunciation until the end of time. But like Z and S can have the same pronunciation, and the way I do it does and is possible of being, I say Boza. You and Brian Baldinger, Boza. You're both Boza guys. So anyway. I got to draw it out more. Boza. Boza. Like he does when he's rushing the passer. Bosa, Bosa, Bosa. (laughs) (laughs) Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, by the way. And thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody out there. Uh, We went over 4,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. That is absolutely insane, considering we didn't even start this thing until February after I got laid off. So thank you for the support and following us. Uh, It is huge for me. I'm, you know, trying to make a go of this thing as my actual job, and I would not be able to do that without your support. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, for the thousand that followed because of me, and the thousand that followed because of Michelle, and the thousand that followed because of Vish, and the thousand that followed because of Jason and Steph, we appreciate it. The uh, one person, your wife, that followed because of you, Rob, it's appreciated. Trust me, she would not. That would not be an attractive feature for her. That would be a bug for sure. Really. My wife follows us only because she is waiting and laying in the weeds for live shows when she's bored upstairs having to be quiet to chime in in the comments. Well, we will have plenty of live shows as we have all off season. We're only going to have more once the season starts, believe me. But on today's show, we're going to do something kind of cool. So this is Levin's idea. We are two weeks out from the start of training camp. So what Levin wants to do is go through every position on the roster and give you a nice little preview. Just set the table before training camp begins. We have actual news that starts to roll in. Today's show is going to be defense. We're going to save the offense. I know a lot of you are tired about the quarterback talk and all of that. So this is going to be a quarterback-free show today, Levin. (laughs) Don't don't say that. You know darn well somehow, some way, it's going to move – its way back to the quarterback position for some comment all right uh do you want to start close to the line of scrimmage and work our way backwards yeah why not let's start with bosa 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 (laughs) bosa i gotta get that on my little soundboard that's too good not to put on there bosa 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 all right let's start with the defensive line it's got to start with nick bosa who as you pointed out before the show began on July 5th, Levin does not have a contract extension yet. Yeah, it's uh, not concerning yet, but it is, I would say, at this point, starting to creep its way into my head. You know, I think about it a little bit more. As soon as it hit July, it's kind of like, okay, this is the month that needs to get done. If it doesn't happen this month, now I'm full on worried that it's going to be some kind of fight. And Honestly, if there's any fight whatsoever, it's on the 49ers. <laughs> you pay him what he wants. The only way you don't pay him what he wants, I think if he's saying, like, I want 40, then at that point you're pushing back. Well, I'm sure that's what the opening ask is going to be, right? And and that's just how these things work. 
You right. come in with a high number. The Niners come in with an insultingly low number. Everybody understands how this goes, and you eventually meet in the middle. I will say, I don't think Nick is going to be like flustered by any of the negotiations. I think I don't he think has, he's going to be part of it at all. Yeah, I think he's literally going to be like, I know what I'm worth. I know I'm going to get a ton of money. I don't care what their first offer is. Just tell me when it's done. Like he's not going right. to get insulted by the first offer and say, screw it. I'm not signing there. Like yeah. he gets the whole business negotiation part of it because he saw his brother go through it with the chargers. Yeah. I, I think, I think he does break 35. Yeah. I think, I think it might come in right at that, but I think yeah. that that's the number that he's going to want. Like that's the true, like bottom dollar. I want to be the first to hit 35. And I think that's where the pass rushing market is right now. Like 35 is the going rate for a rating defensive player of the year. Yeah. Don't think he was too upset about winning that trophy. Although, did you see the picture on Instagram? He keeps his uh, defensive rookie of the year. He keeps batteries in the trophy. Yeah, I did see that. I think it was Steph that noticed that and posted it, right? Yeah, that's so good. That's like, just tells you something. Was it the defensive player of the year award? I thought it was the rookie of the year award. It was the defensive they were next to each other, but I right. yeah, the rookie of the year had the batteries in. It's the lesser trophy. So you know, you right. understand throw a couple Duracells in there. You can never find those double A's when you need them, damn it. <laughs> uh, but I agree with you. Rookie uh, repeats. How about that topic? No. I, I heard Jason and, and Steph go over that one earlier this week. I think it's Miles Garrett year. He hasn't gotten one yet. Yeah, this year. I think that's a huge part of it, right? Like, you you have to be clearly above and beyond to win back to back. Like there has to be no question. Hey, that's clearly the best guy. And maybe if he leads the league in sacks, he can repeat. But that's like the minimum. He's got to lead the league in sacks, and he's probably got to be like a little bit above Parsons and Garrett, which are the two people that have the narrative of getting there first. I think it's Parsons year because I think that some people wanted to give it to him last year, but Boso just was a friggin' monster. It all and depends. Parsons kind of dropped off at the end of Cowboys the Cowboys could drop off. Yeah, I'm betting on them to. I'm taking their under. I think the Cowboys are going to be worse than last mm-hmm. year. I'm I'm out. They only win like nine, ten games. Wild card is that enough for him to get Defensive Player of the Year? If say like Cleveland is in the same boat and actually makes the playoffs, or you have a T.J. Watt putting up big numbers and. They, Steelers are able to win 11 games or say the 49ers win like 13. And, you know, once again, Bosa is right there at the end in terms of being amongst the sack leaders. Like, I think that's a big part of it. You're not going to get defensive player of the year with nine wins. I think it's going to be very tough to get it even with 10 wins, even though wins is definitely not a defensive player stat. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know that the Browns are going to win enough games. That's the problem. I, Cause I do agree. I think that it enters into the discussion. If Watson bounces back and he's even like 90% of what he was in Houston. Right. That team wins probably 11, 12 games. Yeah. They're going to win a lot of games because people forget how good he was when he was at. His well, peak. it's a really good roster. You have a pretty darn good defense with one of the best players. And then on offense, you got maybe the best running back room with Chubb leading the way you got a pretty darn good offensive line that's why chubb can put up five yards of carry every year and you got pretty good targets there too let's get back to the 49ers defensive line if we may last year i don't know if you remember this but i remember it i was confident that bosa was going to have a shot at 20 sacks i was like i didn't guarantee it but i was pretty confident he was going to get 20 i'm even more confident this year with the addition of javon hargrave the fact that Drake Jackson's in his second year now, 
He seems to have realized, you know, what he needs to do to be a professional and contribute consistently at this level. I'm even more confident in Bosa to get 20 sacks this year. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I'm the opposite. Why? Because Hargrave is going to steal some sacks. Bosa's not like quick guy. So it's not like he's going to outrun people to the quarterback. But Hargrave's going to steal a few. Armstead didn't have a big sack here. I think he can have a big sack here now that they finally have another defensive tackle worth a darn. And like you said, if Jackson rises to be even a just a good player, that takes away a couple sacks. I think part of the reason why Boza had so many last year was because he was the only guy. <laughs> yeah, but if you're the only threat, you get all the attention. Like the Eagles, how many He's guys gonna get all the attention? That that's I, I figured that's where you were thinking. He's gonna get the double teams anyways. They will well, take their chances with everybody else. But look at the Eagles last year. What do they have? Four guys with at least 10 sacks. Like one guy having a big sack here doesn't take away sacks from somebody else, especially the 49ers, because if they're getting that much pressure consistently, that means they're turning the ball over to their offense quickly. And if the Niners are scoring, other teams are going to have to pass. I really like the construction of the 49ers defensive line this year. I'm not saying he's going to have a bad year, but I think it's going to be really hard for him to dominate so much that he hits 20 14 15 16 i think he's going to be in that range i think he's i i first of all i guarantee you he's going to get 20 before his career is over at some point uh, i would be willing to bet money on that 18 and a half last year in 16 games he didn't even play every game right. also and he kind of he he faded a little do you too. want to bet a coleslaw popsicle on it <laughs> oh my god yeah levin sent me a picture of a somebody made a coleslaw popsicle and and what did you say like me and michelle have to make a yeah. bet involving well that? you guys are looking for like a new a new bet because you don't want to do mayo anymore but like it's a coleslaw popsicle but coleslaw by itself can't freeze so i would imagine <laughs> like it's some kind of like heavy mayo thing to create the more of a liquid to actually be able to freeze into a popsicle so that's what I was assuming, at least. If it's like milk with coleslaw, that's not going to be that bad. It's going to be milked down coleslaw. Coleslaw isn't terrible by itself. I'm not a huge fan. I don't tend to eat it unless it's like, okay, I'm still hungry and it's sitting there. That's all it's right. about. Um, I was saying earlier, I love the construction of the Niners defensive line. You've got Armstead there. Robert Beal, somebody that I think could be really interesting as a draft pick. Obviously, Bosa's there. You've got Kalia Davis, who supposedly they're high on, who's, you know, a year removed from an ACL. Cleveland Farrell, Javon Hargrave, obviously, Hyder, Drake Jackson. I think they got a lot of guys that are set to contribute on that defensive line. I think it's going to be a strength of the team, as they clearly want it to be, based on how they've invested the money there. Um, I'm really, really excited to see this defense go to work. And don't forget, you might have some uh, sacks, taken away because of a blitzing linebacker with the new defensive coordinator. Yes, I do think some free shots coming. Yes. I think that Wilkes is going to blitz the hell out of Fred Warner. Although as Oscar Aparicio told me, like every time you blitz Warner, that means you can't have him in coverage and he's so damn good in coverage that you kind of don't want to do that. Right. Like it's like I asked you a month ago, which one would you rather take away? Like Greenlaw has great speed, but I get the sense that he's kind of like a, you know, a uh, tunnel vision guy where it's like, I'm going to run straight here. I don't, I don't think he's somebody that's going to have pass rush moves. Whereas I think Warner has that speed, but he's also got a little more finesse and kind of natural instinct to him. So which one do you want to blitz? Cause they're both good in coverage. 
Warner is better in coverage, but he's also probably the better pass rusher, I would bet. I think it depends on who they're playing. Like, if you're playing kind of a crappy offense, you can afford to blitz Warner a little bit and let Greenlaw drop back into coverage. Uh, if you're playing a better team, maybe you don't. I saw this tweet from Nicholas McGee, who pointed out that the 49ers defense wasn't just the best by EPA per play last year. It was the best by a long way. Hmm. The gap to the Cowboys is pretty crazy when you consider the Niners didn't really have anybody providing consistent pressure after Bosa. He wrote, Javon Hargrave is joining this defense. The Niners EPA per play, for those that aren't watching on YouTube, was negative 0.112. The Cowboys are the next closest at negative 0.087. So that's a big gap between one and two. Yeah, 0.025, which is just looking at it. It is at least the difference between the Cowboys at two and the uh, Commanders at five. I had to think a second. What is their nickname? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to change again. Yeah, it probably will, actually. Um, but so are you higher on this defensive line than last year's defensive line? I would yes. imagine. Yes. Because oh, yeah. of Hargrave. Yep. Hargrave. I think it's a twofold kind of benefit. Like I said, Hargrave himself, but also I think Armstead, the year that we saw Armstead get 10 sacks was the year that he had a fully healthy, uh, Buckner sitting there playing at a high level and he was able to get free and get some sacks. I think he's going to see that benefit again. And I think, Assuming Jackson emerges, that means Armstead gets to rush from the inside more than he has. The 49ers as a team last year had 44 sacks. Bosa had 18 and a half, but Samson Abukam had five. He was number two on the team. He's gone. Charles Amenahu was number three on the team with four and a half. He's gone. Drake Jackson is the next highest with three sacks. So it was Bosa and pretty much nothing else. If I put the over under on sacks for the year at 50, for the Niners. Are you taking the over or the under? Why you got to get the hit the nail on the head, huh? <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> I I'm I'll take the over. I I do think that that is the true like that's what I was I haven't looked at the line. I'm not I try to stay away from betting cuz I like my money. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking in my head like I think they can do 50. I think the leader last year there were what I think three teams that hit over 50 last year if memory serves. Um, but I think what pushes them over, it's not just that they improved on the defensive line. The offense will be better for the entire year. You know, the offense took off midway through the season. It's going to be, I think, a really good offense for the entire year. And like you said, that means they're going to be up more and that benefits the pass rush. I do think we're going to see a more consistent offense because if it's Brock, I, I don't think they're going to start slow. He, he may, I guess, because he won't have a lot of practice in the preseason. But I don't know. I just feel like he's going to – I don't think it's crazy to expect him to perform somewhat comparably to how he did last year. And so, they are, I mean, people forget the offense in the first half of the year last year was bad. It was I described it as broken, and I was correct, by the way. They were scoring 19 points a game. Like, it was, it was a struggle. I don't expect them to struggle like that next year, which obviously will mean good things for the defense, like you said. Hey, what did we just talk about? The quarterback. Uh, <laughs> not in the same way. We didn't argue about the quarterback, at least. No, but you brought up Purdy and it, whether or not he's going to be rusty starting out the year. <laughs> I think that people I told you. I told that. you. We, we didn't even get through one positional group completely. <laughs> 17 minutes into the show. That's not bad. <laughs> Anything else on the defensive line you want to mention before we go to linebackers? 
No, I mean, it, it really is. It It's a really good starting four, in my opinion. And then after that, it's a, well, hopefully one of these long shots hits. <laughs> right. Hopefully well, Hyder can re- oh. rediscover the form from a couple of years ago when he was on the team. Hopefully uh, uh, Cleaning can emerge and be worth anything, basically. You know, but I do like the potential of those guys' second string. If you get Bosa with, you know, Bosa's probably going to, I would have to say at least 15 sacks. If you get 10 from Armstead and you get nine or eight from Hargrave, you don't need guys like Cleveland Farrell to have 10, 11 sacks. You get five, six sacks from them, all of a sudden you're getting a, a hell of a lot of pass rush from your defensive line. Right. I, I think Hargrave, Armstead, and Boza will likely combine for 30 by themselves, if not more. You know, both, really both of the defensive tackles will probably be somewhere in like six to eight range. I'm not expecting double digit. I think that's unrealistic for a defensive tackle to expect unless they're Aaron Donald. Um, but then you have Jackson who, like you said, he had three sacks and he barely played in the second half of the season. Like he was really good in the limited amount of time he had before he wore down. So if he can withstand the season, it's pretty realistic to expect seven sacks, eight sacks out of him. By the way, there were four teams that had at least 50 sacks last year. The Patriots had 54 along with the Cowboys. The Chiefs had 55. They were second. And then the Eagles had 70. (laughs) 70. That's insane. That's why I I think that there's room for all those guys in the Niners to have big years potentially. But we'll have to see. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's move on to the linebackers now. This is where I'm a little, I don't want to say worried. I'm going to say intrigued because Aziz Shire is gone. So there is a spot for that third linebacker for the 49ers. And I'm not totally sure who's going to take it, Levin. Obviously, we know Warner. We know Greenlaw. Is it Oren Burks? Is it Demetrius Flanagan Foles? Is it Marcelino McCrary Ball? Apparently, you have to have three names to be a 49ers linebacker. I don't know. Or do you think it's one of the rookies that they drafted? D Winners or uh, the other guy whose name I can't remember off the top of my head right now. <laughs> uh, I'm not worried at all. I think this is maybe, this is like the least I'm worried positional group maybe on the entire team. Because you have two dynamite stars and you got enough guys to where I'm pretty confident one of them will be okay. It's not like the Niners play three linebackers all that much. Be interesting to see if Wilkes does it more, but I don't I don't think he will. I think they're gonna be a nickel a lot more. That's just this defense is built for it. And you you saw that with the Oliver signing. Like that's a pretty clear indication. Nickel's still gonna be featured quite a bit. 
Um, but I am fine. I don't know who it's going to be. My guess is it's either Burks, McCreary, Ball, who we've heard some players talk like they've they've kind of not come out and write and said it, but they they've alluded to the fact that on the team at least it's kind of expected that he was going to be number three this year, um, or it will be D Winters because I think D Winters has potential, and it is intriguing. I think it was you and Michelle talked about that he's actually on like the defensive player or rookie of the year odds. Yeah, it was Jason and Steph actually, which is ah. kind of insane. Yeah, the the um now I'm drawing a blank. The safety isn't on there. Right. Uh Jair Brown. Jair Brown, yeah. He's not on there, but D Winters is. And Vegas doesn't normally just rant like it's not like Vegas went, hey, we need some really low round crazy rookie to just throw on there. No, there's something there, whether or not it's anything of real substance that came from the team. Or it's just that they know he's like a physical freak or or something is there. Yeah, it's really, really weird. I would love to like get an actual odds on Jair Brown because I think that's not necessarily the worst bet depending on what they are. I'm trying to pull it up really quickly uh, since Jason and Steph talked about it. Let's see. Uh, D winners is plus 10,000 to win defensive rookie of the year right now. But like he should be plus 10,000, but Jair Brown shouldn't be. It's very possible Jair Brown. Yeah, because he's a turnover machine. And right. I mean, you can see that with like uh Diggs on the Cowboys. He gives up so many big receptions because he gambles for the interception every time. But because he gets a lot of interceptions, he's constantly listed as like a top five corner. When in reality, he gives up as many big plays as anybody in the league. Yeah, he did give up, I think it was over a thousand yards. Uh last year was it i can't remember i think um, it was two years ago when he had all those interceptions yeah, that he gave up a okay. thousand yards he was a little bit better last year but he also didn't have the same number of interceptions almost as if he realized or learned in the offseason can't always gamble on the interception and if you don't get it the other guys go in the you know the distance so there's d winners if you're watching on youtube plus ten thousand surrounded by a bunch of names that you don't know because <laughs> you have ten thousand odds to win an award you're probably not going to win it but are you concerned about the loss of al shire or are you saying ah you know it'd be great to have him but it's not that big a deal right that's kind of that's perfect way to put it it'd be great to have him but it's not that big of a deal i mean he played like half the season anyways and they were fine and the other linebackers like i just feel like you know what you're getting which is awesome because just keep it up boys that's all i'm saying i mean this position above all others this regime has proven they're just fine drafting it's true they have been able to find guys and rotate guys in. I mean, Al Shire was a guy coming off an ACL when they plucked him out of uh, Greenlaw was fifth round, Warner's third round. Like none of these guys are highly drafted, and yet they have arguably the best linebacking group in in the league. Although I will say those guys were taken when Robert Sala was here and D'Amico Ryan's. So you got some linebacking experience there too. Now. Those guys obviously aren't here. Does that continue? We don't know. Maybe it will. Um, hopefully it will. But that's that's sort of an unknown. But I agree with you what you said earlier. Wilkes is going to blitz some of the linebackers more uh, because that's literally what he does. Brian Burns. He, he, could, he could select one of these guys to be like the pass rush specialist and still keep Greenlaw and Warner in their coverage spots. You know, True. maybe that's the, the little bit the Vegas knows is that Winters is good at pass rushing 
as a linebacker. I, I, I'm not saying he is. I have no idea, honestly, with as late as he was drafted. I don't know a whole lot about him. But maybe his physical prowess, and they know that he actually has some pass rush moves, and they think he's going to be has this you know long shot chance of becoming like the specialist pass rusher who ends up getting like seven, eight sacks as a rookie. It would make sense at least to explain why he's on the list over Jair Brown. That's for sure. Um, but anyway, I feel really good about the 49ers linebackers, even, you know, not knowing what's going to happen with that third spot. Cause I know what, I know what Dre Greenlaw has given you. And I know what Fred Warner's given you. And I think that Fred will get to show a little bit of his pass rushing. Cause I think he is a good pass rusher. He's just so damn good in coverage that the Niners never wanted to do it. We'll see how much Wilkes uh, uses him. All right, let's go to the secondary. Now let's start with the corners. We'll get to the safeties last. So corners wise. They're the position that I am most worried for injury. Yeah. I think they are the one that is sunk the most off a single injury. And that is if uh, Ward gets hurt or Lenore gets hurt, there's nothing behind him on the outside. Like you're looking at Ambry Thomas at this point, maybe somebody else emerges, but like, there's nothing there. That's where I still think the Niners might sign somebody might use a little bit of the cap space they have. Well, there's always cuts in training camp. There's always cuts in training camp. Maybe they they pick up somebody. I I just – I can't believe that they're going to go into the season with that little depth. Like, Ward getting hurt creates an Achilles heel to this defense. Like, it doesn't matter what the pass rush is doing if he's gone. And Lenore, I liked what I saw out of him. But let's not forget, like, he struggled in the beginning of the year and then all of a sudden turned it on. We've seen we've seen it before with the second corner having these streaks of playing really, really good at the end of the year and then being terrible at the start of the year. And you know who I'm talking about, Akello. Ambry Thomas. Well, I was talking about Akello. Oh, well, yeah. But don't worry, he's in the Rams now. So we'll see yeah. we'll see Akello <laughs> if he actually makes the team. Yeah. Um, but you're but that, right. That really worries me. Awards gotta stay healthy. And the thing I think with the ward injury too, like I think Wilkes wants to play a little more man to man than than D'Amico played. Well, if you don't have Mooney Ward, you're not playing man to man, especially right. with some of the receivers in the NFC West. So you're right. That could really change how they call the defense. Um, but if Ward is in there and you want to go man to man, okay, you've got Ward, you've got Lenore, uh, just for people who may have forgotten. You've got Quantrez Knight is still on the roster. Darrell Luter, the rookie out of South Alabama. Isaiah Oliver, who Steve Wilkes called the best nickel corner on the market when they signed him. You still have Ambry, of course. You still have Samuel Womack also. Also, there's a person named A.J. Parker who apparently is on the roster. I have no idea who that is. But uh, that's the Niners' corner. So if Ward goes down, then you're looking at, you know, Diamondor, Lenore, and who? Probably Samuel Womack, based off yeah. last year, I would guess. Wow. I mean, Womack might have improved. He was a rookie, but boy, he he's, he looked great in the nickel role and horrendous on the outside corner role. Then again, Ken- Len- Lenore struggled too early on. So That's the diciest spot on the defense now, for yeah. sure. It's been that way for a little while. Um, Darrell Luter, you know, hopefully looks good. They They said that they think he can contribute right away. They've been not shy about that, kind of putting a little expectations on him. But I don't think anybody else is going to be kept up late at night because Darrell Luter is, is the starting cornerback for the Niners. So, yeah, light some candles, 
do a seance, <laughs> whatever we need to do, protect Mooney Ward, please. Because, yeah, it could get uh, real dicey real fast for the 49ers if he goes down for any extended amount of time. Yeah, let's hope that uh, he doesn't have a year like last year. I mean, he was constantly hurt. How many games did he have to leave for a couple plays to come back? Yeah, in? and I was clutching my pearls last year. Part, part of that is, is he's so good against the run. Like, there were a lot of times that he was yep. – sticking his body in there to take down a running back. And, you know, that, that worries me because of the depth. Like, yes, obviously I want him to make the tackle. I just want the defensive line to not make him have to make the tackle, you know? I want right. those linebackers to fill so that it doesn't get to the corner. Well, you know how the 49ers feel about defensive backs and tackling. They want theirs to be able to tackle, and they don't think anybody else's can tackle. So. <laughs> The Niners, uh, they have guys that aren't afraid to stick their nose in there. That's for sure. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Let's flip over to the safeties now. I feel better about this position than I do about the corners uh, because I, I'm really confident in Jair Brown. And maybe I'm overconfident. Cause I'm not going to act like I knew a lot about him before they drafted him. But since they've drafted him, everything I've seen and read and watched, I'm really, really encouraged. I think they could have a very solid to very good player on their hands. Yeah. And if you consider the nickel defense, the starting defense, which I personally do, that's the spot on the defense, the safety that is most up for grabs because it means the third linebacker spot is not part of the equation. Um, and I, I really do think that we're going to see some, uh, crazy formations with those safeties. I think we will see three safeties on the field at different times. Yes. I, I, I think that's really going to happen. I think you're going to see, um, boy, I'm, we are drawing blanks the on names. Safeties are on the screen right now. <laughs> uh, we're really, we're going to see who Fonga. I had Latofo stuck in my head. The old <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> Lofa Tatupo, uh, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Good guy. Got to interview him last year. He's actually a really cool dude. I do remember that interview, actually. Uh, it's probably why it's in my head. It's your fault. Not yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> but Hufanga, I think, is going to have even more freedom, I think, on like third downs, like third and longs. I think that's when they'll bring out that three safety look and it'll allow Hufanga to kind of roam and use his instincts and not have to be like, oh, you're man on this guy. Don't screw it up. <laughs> which that is yeah we don't want him in man-to-man coverage right. that's something that oscar aparicio said too was they're going to be able to use him 
at what he does best, which is attacking the line of scrimmage, sort of read and react, like see it, recognize it from the film and go attack it. Now he's got to make those plays. He can't just get in the backfield and miss the tackle, which we did see a few times last year. But if they put him in those spots, I think he's going to have a big year. We we did our preview a little earlier this offseason, and I have him as – was it him? No, I think I had Warner as the third most – third highest sack total on the team. But it could be Hufanga. If that's how they're going to use him, he's really, really good at anticipating the snap count. He could get in there quite a few times. Yeah, I, I would love to see it. I want to see him have the freedom. I don't want to see him in man-to-man. Yeah. Uh, like, like he's just he, – he I don't think he has – the lateral quickness that you need to be able to, you know, turn your hips in that way, as well as just, he doesn't have the speed, you know, if he falls behind at one step, it's going to be two by the time it's a deep shot, you know, 20 yards down the field. He's not, he doesn't have the catch up speed. And so I don't want to see him in that role. And I think late in the season, that's what defense has kind of learned is let's have motion. Let's put, Hufanga in position to where he has to have man, you know, let's clear it out to where then the second guy coming in, he has to drop down and play man on. And that's the weakness. You know, I think they took away his ability to kind of be a true safety towards the end of the year and be roaming around and, you know, trying to anticipate. Uh, And they forced him into what is his weakness. And I think that's what Wilkes will set out to do is kind of, if you want to put it that way, the, the punch back to that counter. You know, Fonga had freedom early on in the season, was tremendous, fell off in the second half of the season because they countered him. And now Wilkes is going to try to counter back to give Hufanga that ability to use his instincts. I'm really interested to see how much better Wilkes can make the secondary because we know that that's his specialty coming in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to get better than it's been. So that's why I, I got fingers crossed holding him up on the screen because the secondary has – statistically this past defense has been the strength of the defense the past defense has been ridiculously good in 2019 the past defense allowed the fewest passing yards of any team other than the revis island year jets in like 15 years yeah because the defensive line is so good at getting pressure that's the thing i don't think it's because they were always locked down in coverage um but that's how this defense is designed. They, they really want to be the 2019 defense again. Yeah. That, that is the plan. That's why they got Hargrave. They've, they've flat out said our defensive line has fallen off since then. I mean, they basically said Javon Kinlaw has sucked. So we needed to go out and pay somebody in free agency because he wasn't w- what we were hoping he would be, right? Rob, look behind you. It's Javon Kinlaw. Yeah, I know. Trust me. I think I would feel the shadow as he blocked out the sun. Uh, look. It is what it is. I was really high on Kinlaw. I loved the draft pick. I loved the potential. It hasn't worked out. I think uh, part of that is on him. I don't think he's developed a whole lot of in terms of hand technique. And part of it's not on him. I think his knee has failed him. Yep, his, knee I, has, his knee is so weak that offensive lines know they can hit him in a certain way and that knee is going to buckle. And we saw that in the NFC Championship game. Oh, God. Uh, I feel like Really, what it has robbed him of is his floor. Because I, when I watched him, just seeing how big and strong he was, I was like, if nothing else, he's going to be just a guy that clogs up the middle. Like, right. he's not going to be pushed around. But when you don't have your base underneath you, you do get pushed around. And so he hasn't, that floor has been gone now by the knee. And I, I just have zero faith that that's ever going to get better. I don't, I don't anticipate him playing a full season this year or anything close to it, uh, which stinks 
But I think that's just, you know, the story of Javon mm-hmm. Kinlaw, unfortunately. So getting back to the safeties, who would you bet leads the team in interceptions this year? If you had to bet on one player. I almost might go Jair Brown. I really think he's going to win the starting job. That's what I was getting at. Like, it, I think it's between him and Hufanga. Like, Ward is not an interception guy. Lenore, he hasn't shown to be that really. I, I think it's going to be the safeties are going to have that freedom to try to snatch interceptions, and I think they got two of them that that's their specialty in Brown and Hufanga. Yeah, Brown had 10 interceptions over his last two seasons in college. He has a, a documented history of making plays on the ball. And Gibson uh, led the team last year, if I'm not mistaken, in interceptions tied for the lead. I think he did. I will say this. Lenore is going to have opportunities to make interceptions. I remember in the – I think it was a playoff game. They were talking to D'Amico Ryans, and D'Amico Ryans basically told him, like, look, teams are going to come at you because they're not going to come at Ward, so they're coming at you. So you have an mm-hmm. opportunity to make a lot of game-changing plays. And I thought that was a really good way to sell it to Lenore, too, like yeah. – you know, like, hey, yeah, they're going to pick on you because they think you suck. But really, you have an opportunity to make plays. And he did make some of them. So he may lead the team in interceptions, but also lead the team in like yards allowed just because guys are going to be constantly throwing his way. But no, I think it might be Jair Brown. No disrespect to Sean Gibson, but he's old now. <laughs> and like a lot of those interceptions kind of fell into his lap. I think Brown would have got those last year if he was... I, I, it's going to be one of those situations, I think, where Gibson starts the year as the technical starter, mm-hmm. and then by the midpoint of the season, he's not on the field a whole lot. Remember what they did with Hufanga. They would take Tart off the field mm-hmm. to give Hufanga reps. And mm-hmm. at first we were like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? Turns out they, shocker, they knew what they were doing. Um, <laughs> and we may see that with Jair Brown also. Yeah, I mean... He might force his way on there if he has a couple of yeah. interceptions. Like, all right, if you're going to keep intercepting the ball, we got to keep putting you out there to see what happens. Like, and I don't think Gibson would be irate about that. I think he knows what the deal is. He's brought back for one last year because he had a good enough year last year, but he was an afterthought last year. You know, he was brought in after the season started or after training camp started, very late signing. And yeah, he played great, but he's 32. So, it, like, he can't right. expect, oh, this rookie's good, but darn it, I earned my spot in the one year I've been here now. Like, and also, like, did he play great? I mean, he had a lot of interceptions, yes. But also, the 49ers led the league in 50-yard pass plays allowed. And you're a safety. Like, you, li- that's literally in your job description. Like, do not get beat. You are the safety valve. You are the last line of defense. And it wasn't just him. Hufonga got beat plenty. Um but I don't know. I think that we look at the interception total sometimes and we think he was like an all pro and that doesn't No, necessarily... he wasn't an all pro. He he was a solid starter. Yes. Yes. He he was somebody that I think was really consistent. Consistent you know? and he played. He was he was always on the field. <laughs> and he wasn't dropping the interceptions. <laughs> Still too soon. <laughs> Still not ready. To... I, I, that's what I'm never letting go. Like I will see that play for as long as I live. Chakwaski Tart's the only one that let it go. But I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> let it go in that way. He has not let it go in any other sense. So there it is. That's our defensive preview. Man, they went by fast. I thought that was going to take longer. We we flew through that. When are we doing our punting preview? <laughs> How about a special live show? You come to Pittsburgh and I try to punt and see what I got left. 
It's only been like 10 years. <laughs> that I can be our punting preview. I think you want me to come to Pittsburgh so you could kick me. I, I think I would probably pull a hamstring. Like I don't, I don't do that. You know, I used to go out and punt and I used to be able to punt about 40 yards and what the game is. People don't think of that. Like when you see a 40 yard punt, it's not the punter kicked at 40 yards. The punter kicked at like 50, 55 yards because of how far back they are from the line of scrimmage. Right. So I could get about 40 from in, in, in like in the game, it would count as 40. When I was in my heyday playing soccer every day in high school, and I used to go out and just punt because I enjoyed doing it. And how far did you kick it? I could get like I could get fifty yards in the air, which would be a forty-yard punt. That's pretty damn good. But I haven't done it in so long now. I would probably pull a hamstring on the first go. <laughs> well, yeah. Now we're we're broken down shells of. <laughs> And, you know, like I see all these things on Twitter. It's like, would you take a million dollars or try to gain three yards for a hundred million dollars? And we did it on, on ESPN radio. And I kept telling people, take the money. Yeah. You're going to die. If you yeah. try the other thing. Go on, take the money and run. I don't think people understand how life-changing $1 million can be either. Like people think, well, that's not enough to retire on. No, but it is completely, utterly life-changing if you do it smartly. Like me, I would pay off my house and all my student loans and my car loan. And that gives me like $2,500 more a month in my pocket to spend on whatever immediately. And then that's only about 300 grand. You take 700 grand and you put it away and you allow it to gain interest. And in 15 years, it's going to be worth $2 million. And at that point, along with whatever 401k you've accumulated in 15 years of working, you could retire. For me, that means I retire in my early 50s. I'm pretty darn happy with that because for those 15 years, I'm having plenty of vacations. You have $2,500 a month to do whatever. You a know month. What I mean? A month. So yeah, it, I'm taking the million. I'm not trying to get five yards, which by the way, I think people are underestimating how hard it would be. But I think there's one, I, I debated this with my brother the other day. If you're going to be the quarterback, you might get five yards because you can just keep sneaking and try to get like a yard, you know, half a yard, 10 times. And then you got the five yards. If you're the running back, which is how I was thinking about it, man, there's about 5% of people that would be able to do it because you got to run five yards before you get to the line of scrimmage. There's not going to be a hole there anymore. If you're a half second slower than NFL running backs, right? Like you see how fast those holes disappear. So yeah. I think people underestimate how difficult it would be if you're doing it as the running back. And here's the other thing too. Like I was not a great athlete by any stretch of the imagination. I was an average athlete. I always say I was good enough not to embarrass myself, but I was usually never great either. Now at 38. Hard to imagine Rob. (laughs) Adonis over there. At 38 now, though, I'm so far removed from even that. Like, I'm so much worse than even I was at my peak, if you want to call it that. There is no chance I would try and carry the ball. No. And you have to survive to spend the money, by the way. The first time you get tackled and somebody that's 270 pounds that runs 15 miles an hour comes crashing into your ribcage? No. Okay, two things. One, like, I was a good enough athlete that I did – letter in soccer and tennis in college at the NCAA level, not division one or anything, but so I, I was a decent athlete, better than your average person. Better than me is what you're saying. 
Yeah, even even in my heyday, like in my heyday, I think I could probably get the five yards, but it would be hard. And if you're factoring in the potential to get injured, there's a pretty darn good chance I make it like one or two plays and I'm done. These days, <laughs> I probably pull my hamstring before I even get to the line of scrimmage before I'm touched. You know, right. no contact injury. <laughs> like, there's no chance. All these people think that, like, they're – I don't know. They just think that, like, they're one step away yeah. from the league or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I don't care that you have an offensive line. It, your offensive it's line, insane the level the NFL is at. Yeah, your offensive line is not going to be able to block for eight seconds, which is what they would need to do for me to even gain a positive – no, no, no. Give me the million dollars for doing nothing, and I will happily walk away and watch my crumpled, withered body get absolutely torn to shreds by an NFL defense. No, absolutely not. And the last point I'll make is, you know, you don't get any rushing yards if you fumble. Good luck holding on to the ball when you got defensive linemen grabbing at it. Like, people underestimate that aspect, too. It is hard not to fumble the ball. You have to be strong as hell. You literally got guys that bench press 450 pounds grabbing at the ball. You think you can hold on to it? All right. Remember Dre Greenlaw just flat out punching dudes out there. <laughs> like, yeah. going against Greenlaw, and he's just like, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get the peanut or the the peanut punch, peanut punch, constantly. Like, good luck. You're gonna have a broken wrist because your body is not ready for that stuff. Like, it's not accustomed to it. You're gonna break your wrist on the first carry because somebody punches you right in the wrist as hard as they possibly can, and there are people that would kill somebody if they got a free shot at somebody's face. Right. Think about that. The best case scenario in that situation is that they hit the ball and you fumble. Because if they don't, that means they're punching you. Like you said, they're just punching your hand or your wrist or your arm, whatever it is. These dudes are strong. No, give me the million dollars. No, just thinking about it makes me sad. But anyway, that's a related topic. Bring back pros versus Joes. Oh, loved that show. No. Yes. Why not? Because it was a terrible show. Well, you, I think today they would be better at actually finding people that have a chance. Uh, those are very little people. But anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Again, we'll do our offensive preview next week. We'll go through position by position, uh, rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. And, and thank follow you. us on threads. <laughs> oh, God. There's too many now. There's too many. And by the way, stop bothering me and hitting me up for a blue sky invite okay i don't have any leave me alone i saw the text i saw the call i got your letter that you sent me in the mail stop it all right i did all that i didn't just like text you hey send me a blue sky invite and you go what are those nope it was constant it was like how did you sign up like I, i didn't connect that dot until later like what do you mean you don't know what an invite is how else did you sign up somebody sent you a code a carrier pigeon just arrived at my house. It's got a little message. It says, can I have a blue sky invite? Stop it. If I get one, maybe I'll give it to you. Maybe. If you stop bothering me. Well, if you don't give um, it to me, I will bother you every single day. It probably won't even be a thing now. Threads will probably be the thing that takes over because it's Zuckerberg. Oh, who the hell knows? Anyway, follow us uh, on Twitter, GSN49ers. The YouTube channel is Gold Standard Network. Google Gold Standard 49ers. It'll pop right up. And uh, please, please, and thank you. And again, thank you for all our subscribers. Over 4,000. That is absolutely massive. This thing is going to the moon during the season. So hop on now. I promise you we will earn your time. 
Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.